Nobody thinks about like two old people having sex. That's gross. What? What? What is going on here? <laughs> we're, we're, we're this is this. this is different. What are we? Now doing? we're just choosing the lesser of two evils. Oh wait, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> now you definitely have to edit. Now. You are now listening to Not Safe for Church, a Pewology podcast original series. Are we airing this? We are back, back, uh, and with. Uh, with us today again is my buddy Nelson, Yo. my buddy Anthony, Howdy. Mikey Mike Bueno, Howdy. and Frank That's the Tank. Right. <laughs> We're all back to talk about profanity one more time. Uh, we started off, we thought we were going to nail it that first time through and decided we needed more time, more time to think about it, more time to uh, discuss some things. So you've had like a couple of weeks now to kind of work this through. I know maybe that's not in like podcast time, but in real time you had a couple of weeks. Anybody come up with anything different? Any new thoughts before we kind of just roll in? I'd say the big thing we got hung up on to start with was what makes something profane? What makes a word profane specifically? And I don't think we ever decided that. I think we left arguing over whether it was in the eyes of the beholder like the hearer and that was about it nothing good I'm glad you guys put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> 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 I did I did uh, think about something an interaction that I had with a fellow believer where my response to their news was a curse word and once I said it, they were like relieved of my uh, honest reaction to their news. Right? I mean, we could, I don't know if this is, we'd have to get permission to put this on there, but um, I remember when Jenny's cancer came back. So I, you know, before Jenny went into chemo, I, I went and I cut her hair. And then, you know, following that, once her hair grew back, I'd go back and give her a haircut and stuff like that. So we, you know, we built a friendship and she'd fill me in on her process with the cancer or whatever the case is. So, when the cancer came back, I was like, hey, I heard that, you know, what's going on with that? And she, she explained everything. And my response to her was, right? It was MF, right? But her, <laughs> listen. You can't, you can't whisper the curses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come on, man. Yeah. No, listen. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try I heard school. you. <laughs> There's no way. Like, you can't follow. Like. Guys, you guys don't say any curse words. Get uh, over it. Yeah, Freaking yeah. children. Uh. But her response to me was, it was almost like that was a sigh, offensive. It was a, it was a sigh of relief. It was almost like thank you for such an honest reaction, right? Because I mean, typically when you, you know, what I'm assuming that she's getting is, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm praying for you, which is kind of bogus. You know what I mean? It's like just a that's kind of prayers bogus. Like nah, nah, that's not what I said. So do you think even if you didn't say the word, you, it, it would have not been an honest reaction? I mean, if my friend tells me that her their cancer's back, that's my honest reaction. It's like what the heck, you know? Okay. So if you didn't use the word and you just said whatever, like that's great or whatever, you you feel that would have been it would have been a genuine reaction. Or the well, way, it would have been negative. So like he was saying, like the cancer's yeah. back. So he was saying, oh crap, or or right. whole or or yeah, whatever he said, right? Yeah. But it'd have to be a negative response, not a positive, not oh great. It would have been oh oh because it was a it was a negative yeah, oh, yeah. negative oh, response. Oh, gotcha, cancer gotcha, gotcha. came back. Yeah, yeah. How am I going to oh, be like that's gotcha. great? Your cancer. <laughs> oh, no, 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 I didn't know that. Weird. I thought I thought yeah. it was the opposite that he was saying no. that it went away. And he was saying oh, oh no, no 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 like it it came back and some I mean he was connecting with yeah. her frustration. Yeah. Gotcha. Right, but it was a natural like it wasn't like hey let me connect with your frustration by saying this word. It was just my honest reaction mm-hmm. to the news that I received. 
and her response to me was almost like a sigh of relief. Like she literally was like, thank you for giving me such an honest response, right? Because mm -hmm. typically we have a, you know, our, our, you know, our, Sanitized? Yeah, our sanitized reactions, which is like, oh, cliche, I'm so sorry. Christianese. Yeah, yeah, Christian. That's what I'm looking for, Christianese. You know, so I just think that there are times when it's appropriate. Well, that leads to my 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 first question. Again, I pick up where I left off last time, agreeing with Nelson. But <laughs> um, so let, let let me ask you this. I, I've used this a couple times. You know, I've used this in service a couple times. I have a devotional about it. Um, but I do think it it does lend itself to Nelson's point, or at least part of Nelson's point, which in Philippians, when Paul's explaining, um, he's explaining the value of his own personal effort as compared to the value of what Christ did on the cross. Um, and he says this phrase that gets translated I don't know how to word that. Maybe inappropriately would be the way it gets translated. But um, in different translations, it gets translated different ways, right? So it gets translated either rubbish or garbage or... Cow dung. Yeah, like it, it gets translated a bunch of different ways. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not sure of any of them that do translate it cow dung, mm -hmm. even though that's the actual word. Refuse, it gets translated refuse mm -hmm. in the New Heart English Bible. I haven't even heard of that. I don't know what that Bible is. Um, but mostly it gets translated rubbish. So it, so let me read it to you in like, let me pick a good translation. Tra what, what translation do you guys read? Uh, ESV. 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 Okay, let me see what the ESV says. If I have it in the ESV. ESV. Here you go. Message. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, the cursor reads the message. <laughs> All right, here we go. It says, um, "Indeed, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of the knowledge Christ, of knowing Christ Jesus. Sorry, my Lord. For His sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them." all rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. And so he, the word there in the original language is the is is the Greek word for animal excrement. Mm -hmm. So is this does this prove Nelson's case that there's a point in time to speak uh it, it, I don't know how, how I want. I don't know if I want to use the word profane there, but it, it speak in a very informal. <clears throat> uh, informal is pretty good because th this is definitely not what you see. It's it's definitely not like high, you know, minded devotional writing here. This is m more in the down in the dirt, right. fighting it out kind of theology of like, hey, you can sense in the words there his frustration in trying to communicate the glory of grace compared to the failure of human work, right? And so I think that is powerful. And I think he chooses this wording here carefully. Like he, I don't, I don't think he does it to bring attention to the word. I don't think he does it to bring attention to that he's flaunting profanity. I think he does it to draw attention to the subject. Or to the to the as, moment as emphasis. Emphasis, yeah, for the moment. Does that does that sway anybody's thoughts on like, hey, there there may be a time and a place for, I don't know, 
maybe words or you know like we we spent some time last week talking about you know would you speak a certain way in front of your kids and not a certain way in front of your kids and all that kind of stuff is there a time and a place for harsh language or 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 flippant or not flippant i don't know what word i want to use here informal it's not informal it's more of that you it's, wouldn't you wouldn't be given a professional speech oh, let me say it this way words. is there a time and a place where you would use language that would typically be considered either profane or on the cusp of profanity um, to prove a point that is, for all intents and purposes, um, either meaningful or godly or good? No. Encouraging. So you don't think that's what he's doing here? Like using a cuss word? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Okay. Absolutely not. I think, I mean, the same way we say garbage or trash or something like that, that's what he was meaning. It was, it's worthless. Well, it's, that's that's his point. That's weird though, because that's not actually what the word he used. He used the word poop. So it's he doesn't. We sanitized it when we said garbage or trash. Okay, poop, poop is good. I'm down with poop. <laughs> <laughs> Poop's all right. But I'll you know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm not saying that it's equivalent. I, I am not saying that it's equivalent to the S word. Okay, okay. I'm not that's, saying I that. That's what you was but I'm all saying right. that it's equivalent to the meaning, meaning that it's harsh for a reason. Like, he's trying to catch the attention of the hearer for a reason. Like, he's trying to rattle their cage. I think we could do that without using profane words, without using profanity, like he did. Do you think that if he were to write I, I that now, that he they... would use the S word? Say what? I don't do you know. think if he were to write that letter now to the church in today? In the English language? Yeah, in the English language, would he use the S word? Uh, look, I'm not a linguistic expert, but I, I get the impression that this particular word in this language at this time would have been considered very it would not have been rabbi talk like would normal been, maybe it would have been like crap i don't know i don't know what the equivalent would be like, I, even if that is mm-hmm. right this is this is the this is the apostle of christ to the gentiles who writes i don't know what half of the new testament mm-hmm. and it's him you know what i'm saying that's what i think is what makes it unique right we typically think of you know these religious leaders as using very sanitized speech, where here he uses a very unsanitized, like this very like locker room kind of word to communicate this fairly important point. Does that sway anybody? Yeah, it sounds like he'd be using the S word. <laughs> if you <laughs> were to write that letter today. That's that, that, with, with the information that you're giving me, I'm left to deduce that that is what he would use. Did he say he'd drop a deuce? <laughs> the deuce. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't think so? so I you, think it would be more like maybe along the lines of crap. Okay, so it would probably be but, a little but more I, harsh. But, but I'm not, saying not even like even if it's that, don't you think that's right. a, that's interesting, right? Yeah. So if he were to use the word crap uh-huh. in replacement of the S word, yeah, it's the same emphasis. It's uh, it's not as we're broad. back to me. Uh, here still, we are yeah, back to like circle, back circle, back to meaning versus words again. So if it's meaning, right? Oh man, we got to circle this thing through one more time. I think we need to admit that there's certain profane words, and there aren't, and some aren't. I think that's our issue. Depends like, on who you're talking to. Really but does. but there are profane words. Like every culture, every every country has profane words, and that yeah. we've created to be disrespectful, to be uh, like nasty language, foul language. I just feel like I think it almost seems like we're trying to take back the seven or eight words that we know to be, let's say, profane. And so to the hearer, to the person, you would say, well, it depends on them. But regardless, and we're circling back again, I think it's already embedded. Like, it's part of the culture. That's Those words are 
are what they is claimed to be a profane word to pro- profane words um well i i think here's my i guess here's my challenge right is that i don't have any problem agree i think i agree with you mike that there every culture has words that they deem profane um in time mm-hmm. those words change mm-hmm. those true. words change with over time within the culture and they change from culture to culture meaning that the that word in one language those letters formed in the next language is not the same and that can change over time right right? so which means that the words themselves aren't profane we're back again i think it is we are saying that hey there are words that a culture says is profane i'm just i find that very interesting that the cultures define the world is defining what is profane? Every culture, yeah, it's true. I think I think that's that's a tough thing to admit, though. I think the, I think, the, I don't know. I just think the church should define it. Well, we we do. Well, it's not, it's not just us. The church is also the people and the media. Like our people here in our culture here in America, there are certain words that are profane. You're saying that the church should be the ones to define what would be considered profane. Well, why not? Well, I'm the church, and I don't I mean, think any of them profane. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I think that's a faulty okay, argument. Okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I let me, let really me at least make my argument, okay? Uh, my argument here is that Paul, who's writing most of the stuff we're reading about, filthy talk, foolish you know, talk, um, cursing, all these kind of things, he's instructing us to evaluate our language and... Um, to filter ourselves based upon um, our own personal spiritual pursuit. Like he, he's not saying, Hey, go ask the Greeks what they decided was profane and then don't do that. You see what I'm saying? And that's yeah. kind of what we're saying. We're saying, Hey, well just tell us what the nine words are. We can't say. And as long as we don't do that, we'll be. But aren't we part of that culture? The church? I don't know. Like, I guess I don't want to be silly here, but I guess that's the point, right? That Paul's saying be, you know, kind of in the world, but not of the world, that you're not part of the culture. You are an alien. You're a stranger. You're passing through. Shouldn't we be redefining what is and is not? Think about, okay, let's go down the road, right? Let's say you're right, that the culture gets to define what's profane. I promise you it'll get, like... (laughs) There wouldn't be any. Yeah, there's not. (laughs) It's going to get less and less. I mean, we live in a time where, like... Those words are even changing now. You could, the things that were inappropriate for my parents to say mm-hmm. is now totally fine. You know what I'm saying? It's like weird, right? But is the culture doing that or is it the Christian culture? I, I don't know. Because there's different generations that, you know, like back then they found for, to be profane. And now we in our generation might find something profane. Our kids might find something profane in right. different time zones. But I, I, I guess it I, evolves. I, I guess that proves, I guess that I would say that validates my point, which is that in language, things are constantly changing. They're just which is true. That's yeah. true. That doesn't mean that at that time or at a certain time there are some profane words just because they change a couple hundred years from now. No, I, I just think it'll be a different set of words then. Yeah, I. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else like that we could compare it to? Oh, like a different sin or something? Yeah, that where you could say the sin is a sin now, but it won't be later. We're not saying it's not a sin. We're just saying it's just a different set of words. Okay, so okay, so it's even, it, so it's. But that goes back to meaning, then. 
Because what you're really saying is, hey, there's certain words that we can't say now, so the words aren't sinful. But you are saying the words are sinful. There are some words that are sinful. I, I don't know. Is that right? Are we saying that? So I got a question. Oh. I got a question. So do you, at home, when you guys are conversing with your wives, you guys, what, like when it's, you know, more closed doors and nobody's listening to what you're, what you're saying, in the, in the liberty of your conversation, you guys don't express yourselves using curse words? No. No? Not even, well, I don't. not even, not even when you're expressing a frustrating moment or you're venting something. Like the F word and stuff like that. I haven't used those yeah. words in like no. 10, 15 years. You guys so. never used those words. No. I have once or twice. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for. I'll be honest. Thank you. Mean. Well, like. Thank you. Like, are, 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 what are you asking? Do we like curse you, with our wives? No, like let's say you're explaining something <laughs> I'll to cuss Kat. At them. Just curse at let's, your wife. <laughs> let's say. <laughs> are you not cursing at your wife? <laughs> oh, okay. uh, but like in conversation, right? So like if you're explaining to something. Um, to cat that happened today and you were frustrated for it you're going to tell me that you don't let one or two curse words step out um or haven't i definitely use substitutes substitutes okay well so i i I think this does bring up an interesting point i don't want to derail your question but it does bring up an interesting point because i think what you're trying to say is that your speech shouldn't change depending on your audience right that it should just be your speech right that you should agree on what's good and bad, right and wrong, pure and not pure, and, and that should be your speech all the time. It shouldn't be like, well, with this audience I can say this, with this audience I can say that, right? I think when it comes to off- being toward- offensive towards God, yes. Yeah. But I, I think there's even times that outside of just thinking of my spirituality and my my relationship with God, there's also a time and a place like um, Anthony was mentioning in his job site, there's certain words he won't use. Mm. So sometimes that happens oh, okay. as well. I was just, I, I think it's a more logically concise argument to say I'm trying to, I'm trying to use a certain, I'm, I'm either trying not to use certain words or certain content mm-hmm. all the time, everywhere. Right. 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 I think that's really what the standard probably. That's what I'm saying. The, alt, the altruistic standard should be. And, and to that point, I would say, back to your question, I'm trying to do that. I'm not saying I'm perfectly doing that, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to talk the way I would at home, with the way I would with you, with the way I would with my kids, with the way I would at church. I'm trying to do that across the board. I just noticed that in this discussion, maybe my trying, I have different levels. He's he's maybe a little more strict than my level. Right. So I'm just, part, <laughs> part of the point I want to make too is, is audience, right? So like, for example, if you three were like, absolutely not, curse words, then I just wouldn't curse in front of you guys, right? I would try not to, right? But, and I'm not saying that I curse like a sailor at home. I'm not saying that. It feels like that. you do. Poor guy. <laughs> I know that. I know, I know that you guys I are... You guys I'm are, you. Yeah. I get it. I wish Jessica you was here. You literally can, said the word like 10 minutes can ago. Can we phone <laughs> a friend? <laughs> Jessica, I, that's true. She would tell you that I, would, I don't curse like that. Okay, I don't okay. curse the way that you guys are anticipating that okay. I curse. But what I am saying is that it's a liberty, right? It's a liberty. And sometimes it helps to express your frustration or or give emphasis to a point that you want to make. Now, if you all were my audience and you guys were offended by that, I wouldn't use it. But in the liberty of my own house with my wife, wanting to make a point or, or you know, expressing a frustration, you know, it's safe. It's okay. Now, I don't do that in front of my kids, but I will with my wife. That's an interesting little side note. Let me read you this. This is kind of interesting. Um, this was... I, I, I just punched this in. This has long been rumored. I can't remember 
where this exactly comes from. And I'm looking at this from, this is from a website, Pantheos, which I go to a lot. And this is uh, just a progressive Christian discussion. This was posted in October 17th, 2011 by a guy by the name of James F. McGrath. And I think it's part of his blog, but he was quoting Tony Campola, who's a popular uh, Christian pastor. I would say he's a little, you know, I mean, arguably he's a little bit more on the liberal side, but, you know, he's a popular Christian pastor, been in the media a lot. And he said he said this at a, at a youth event. He said, uh, I have three things to say. This is a quote. I'd like to say uh, today, first, uh, while you were sleeping last night, 30,000 kids died of starvation or disease related to malnutrition. Second, most of you don't give an S, and he used the word. Mm. And worse than that, uh, more of you are upset about the fact that I said the S word than the 30,000 kids that died of malnutrition. Oh, I think I heard that before. No. That's a powerful little deal, mm-hmm. which I think lends to your argument, right? Is there a time to shake the cages? And do you feel like that's what Paul's doing when he, when he does this here? There, there's a time to be provocative R- to prove a point. No, no. I got it. I love the honest response. No, absolutely. No, absolutely not. I think Jesus did that. Okay, how so? With the Pharisees, he called them a generation of vipers. If you're reading the King James, yeah, root of vipers. He called them. Well, yeah, yeah, but in the King James, is like I think it was one of the one of the books in. He's the King like James one, master one the over there. Matthew through John, one of the one of the. Don't the mess gospels. with that dude's. <laughs> 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 I grew up with it too, but he he called them a generation of vipers, like you know, a, a son of a snake, like you, you yeah. come from an animal, like that. That's Kinda pretty offensive. Like pretty well, I was going to say we have religious very, leaders. We I have guess. a very similar you know phrase. phrase. What is that? And I'm not. Oh, I'm not. Oh, you sons of S O B. Well, that's funny because there's there's actual place in the Old Testament where that happens. Where remember then when Saul says. To his son Jonathan, mm-hmm. he says, uh, "Oh gosh, I'm gonna have trouble with quoting this." But he says, "Oh man, when I don't remember checking. the I, I don't remember the exact language, but it's something to the extent of your mom is a, you know, you know, you your come, mother you, was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. Yeah, That's something. Like, it's 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 something bad where it's like it's you a know, Monty Your mom game. was a loose blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know. But I think I think you know, like there's a time and a place because Jesus definitely." was pretty angry with those yeah. guys and, you know, was using an extreme to get a point across to them that they are leading masses of people uh, away from God. I, I think that's my point back to you, Mike, is that you're assuming, I, I think what, what I'm assuming is is that if if what is profane or what is considered typically locker room or profane talk, right, if that's constantly shifting just because it, it appears that they're, that these guys in these points that we've brought up are invoking language or phrasing or phraseology that is in that realm, at least for that very purpose. Like it's for the purpose of bringing attention to a greater point. It just feels like, what do you think? What do you think, Frank? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm still trying, I'm still trying to think about it um, because I'm like you in the sense where like, so I don't really like curse at all, but if I do with, it would be something that would be like, 
it would be with with my wife, but it'd be something that, as a joke. Like you know, I don't know. It's hard to explain. But it's not in like in the sense. <laughs> if so it's for comedy value, yeah, <laughs> that makes I it guess. okay. Yeah, not that it makes it okay. Not that it makes it okay. I love it. That's an honest. That's response. not that it makes it okay. Because I gotta agree with you. But we I've laugh about for comedy. It. Value. Yeah, but we laugh about yeah. it because yeah. it's like one. It's not something that's part of my language, so that's what makes it funnier. Yeah. yeah. And second, it's just something that's you know. It's my funny. wife never, never curses. Like she's very disciplined on this. She never curses. So. I would say in seven years of marriage, I've heard her curse maybe once, and it would, but it was this kind of thing where I was like, "Oh snap!" Like, <laughs> yeah. like everybody yeah. needs to stop what they're doing and pay attention. Yeah. Like it was to prove a point. This you know? is a rare moment. Yeah, it was a rare moment. But I don't know. I think until we establish, which I don't even know if we can even establish of what is it that right. makes it profane. That I don't, it's hard to even direct of where we can go from that. Yeah. Well, the words. Well, is it the audience? Is it the culture? Is it what? what I what think is it's it a little bit itself? of all of that, man. Because I mean, we do have to be concerned for the hearers as well. Yeah. If we're offending them, and you can offend them without using profane language, and you can also offend them with profane language. But does that open like a weird door? Like, okay, so let's go through that door where, and I've been per, a proponent of this, or at least slightly a proponent of this in this discussion. Mm-hmm. If we're saying that the Profanity is really in the ear of the of the person hearing, mm-hmm. right? And what if they start saying things are profane that we don't think are profane? What if their standard is much higher than what we've, you know, said? Then are we held to that same standard? Like, what if they say all the replacement words are out? Because you said you use replacement words. Oh, oh. And what if they said, well, that's cursing? What if they're Amish? I, I don't know. I know people that feel that way about the replacement words. It's right, equivalent right. to using the actual words. So you know and, people and, like that. And, oh, yeah. and, and My I parents think it's, are like that. They don't. They don't, they don't want the replacement like the substitutes. Yeah. I think it's our responsibility to try to respect that too, though. When you're speaking, at least with them, I'm not saying that that's going to be now your personal conviction because that plays a part as well. It's your personal mm-hmm. conviction. Just got to use a little discernment. You know, yeah. Like so we're back I'm, to we're parents, back to again like you, yeah. this whole it's weird tough. thing where we got to go like kind of know our audience. But we do have to admit that that's part of it. It's, it's just it's part hard, of it's language. hard to admit that. Yeah. So it's yeah. not the only thing. It's just part of the other thing. other right, exactly. Things. There's a few. So it's not just one and only that. I think that's like seventy five percent. The one. The know your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Does that just feel weird? Like then doesn't it? Okay. But doesn't that feel like what I think every unbeliever, and I said this to Anthony last time, their objection is, is basically then we're just putting on a show of our own piety. Like, hey, I'm going to prove to you. I, I don't normally talk like this. I use replacement words. But for you, I won't because I want you to think that I'm either. No, it's not what you want them to think. It's because you're respecting them for, because we just finished saying that some people don't like the replacement words. So if that particular person doesn't like the replacement words, I'll try not to use the replacement words. You're just doing them. it out of respect. Yeah, you just respect them. It's not about us being profane at this yeah, point. Yeah, but, like, isn't that weird at some level? Don't you think that oh, we yeah. should just be living for, like, God and not for what everybody else wants? Like, at some point, don't you just think, like, okay, I got to spend every day of my life waking up and going, I answer to God. For, I mean, Jesus says, you answer to God for every word, right? Yes, yes. And so I'm going to answer to God for every word. I've got to decide what I consider to be profane, what I consider not to be profane. I know we've talked about that a lot, but it can't be everybody else's, like, standard, can it? No, no, no. That's not what your your um, com- personal conviction is going to be. Okay. Because you're going to have your own personal convictions. Okay. All of us here have our own personal convictions of what 
line we can cross, what words we can say, okay. what 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 content, you yeah. know, where we can use them. I I'm, a, I'm probably at one of the extremes now where I feel like there's certain words that I'm just not using. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I feel okay. that our culture has made it profane. And if I said, you know, yeah, <laughs> you whatever. use a certain word, whatever it is, I think I'm, you know, disrespecting the person, and I'm also grieving the Holy Spirit, which is kind of mixed in that same scripture. Plus, I think there's almost a danger too for depending on who the audience is, because if it's someone who's like a new believer, let's say or whatever, they may think like, well, now I have the liberty. Oh, this is a liberty. Like, it. What else could be the liberty as well? And they can go into the rabbit hole, you know, and, and figure out. Well, maybe this could be a liberty. Maybe this could be. But don't they have to do that in their spiritual walk to kind of work out their spiritual walk? What do you mean? Like, you do have to figure out what things you need to stay away from in order to have a healthy spiritual. Well, I think Frank's point is that if if you're if you're kind of running up to the line with young believers on whatever subject whether it be language or whatever, yeah. could it encourage them to continue to run over the line, so to speak, the moral line? They're Which I think is up, weird, though. Well, people back are, to people this, are like going to do that anyways. Pharisaical kind of conversation. People are going to do that like, yeah, but, but I think you should, you should still be mindful for certain things for someone who's, you know, and, and to, a, to a certain degree, I would agree with Nelson, like maybe depending on the person you speak with, if they if you know that they, they're they spiritually mature, not to say that you would say, okay, well, I can say this word because they're spiritually mature, but you know it won't be, they will not fall into the web of, of of being judgmental yeah or just or, or just like saying well well i know uh, the web of liberty so it's like i can what else could i be li- you know be liberty of if, if if it's this word then what if you know i do certain things you know what i'm saying so i think it's not as much as someone who's maybe just starting into the faith that it would be much easier for them to say oh okay wow all right you know and, and then kind of like go from there on. I feel, oh, I feel oh, like you guys look at liberties as a negative thing. Yeah, that's it's a it's a weird. No, a, I look at liberty as as a concerning thing. Yeah, and wow. I, yeah, like in the sense of where liberty is something that God allows us to 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 have as believers. But I don't, I'm not saying like we should say, well, you're at liberty to do everything. Because think about what liberty to do everything would be, right? Especially to someone who's coming into the faith, they'd be like, oh wow, so I can do almost anything because Christ died for me. You know what I'm saying? Like it could lead to a lot of things that they might not know what true liberty is. I think that's a distorted thought a little bit because I think what he's alluding to is when like when Paul says, you know, should we continue in sins that grace may abound? Yeah, but certainly not. But you're so you're saying uh, what, what you're equating is that, well, if you have liberties, then you're sinning. That's kind of what I'm hearing from you guys. No, no, no. no that's not what I'm so, so, so just sin. I'm not saying if you're in liberty that you're that you're what well, he's like you're it's a sin to I have think, liberty. I think I think he's labeled it as liberty. You know, I mean that that's he's labeling sin as liberty? No, no, no. <laughs> kind of. A <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that but that, that's the point I'm trying to make is that you guys keep using the word liberty and you guys are equating liberty with sin. That's that's what I'm hearing from you guys. I think let the push Okay, I, so I think let, let me ask it this way. So I think the pushback is so let's go down Let's go, let's walk down your train of thought for a second, okay? So I think Frank's legitimate concern, and I think it's a concern of most church leadership and Christian leadership, right, in mentoring is like, hey, I want to set a good example. I don't want to set a bad example. Mm -hmm. I want to set a higher standard example for those behind me that encourages them towards spiritual maturity and towards spiritual growth and towards spiritual commitment. 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mean, nobody's arguing that point. I mean, yeah. I think Paul says that when he's talking about church leadership and about deacons, and when he's talking to Timothy, and when he's talking, he's like, he even says to Timothy, don't let them look down upon you because you're young, but set the example in your speech, in your love, in mm-hmm. your life, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So, but it sounds like what you're saying is, hey, if somebody hears me talk and uses something that's on the cusp of something that's profane or something that is profane, that I can inspire someone younger than me to walk down a road of, of liberty that leads them into an ensnarement of liberty, right? Mm-hmm. Of like continuing patterns of sin that they shouldn't be, right? Okay. okay. So I, that I think is what he was trying to articulate, which I'm not necessarily disagreeing with. I think the other side though, and where the balance is, is it almost sounds like you're saying though, hey, we could do this, but isn't the other extreme true too? That if we communicate to new believers that somehow like this certain really moralistic purification, you know, piety standard is what has to be achieved, that we are really teaching them works and not grace. You're saying that if that if we were if, if that would be the standard, is what you're saying? Like I'm saying if that's what we're t- telling, especially on this subject, but that's what we're telling people is like, hey, <coughs> we're going to, you know, we're going to, we want to raise all these levels of what it looks like, this very sanit. I mean, think about, okay, let me, but, what, let me. I don't, but what I would say is this, is like when, when Paul is talking to the church, even in these scriptures that we were looking into, yeah. he's always talking about, you know, you've now left the old man behind. Right. You're now a new creature now right. you're now a new man he's like now you're going to leave behind anger wrath malice filthy language blasphemy lying to one another and mm-hmm. then you're going to embrace these things that you i don't know if you want to call that telling people you're going to be we're not saying you're being saved by works but these are the same encouragements we receive from scripture for the for the church right so and i think this is inclusive i think yeah. that the words that we use, actually the one in Colossians is very specific. The Greek word is a, is a special word that only means foul language. That mm. means obscene speech. Yeah. And it's between blasphemy and it's between lying to one another, which are all things with the tongue. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's specifically talking about the words that we use and we exercise. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that's important. And I think we should be teaching young people or mm. all people, all disciples, you know, you should be watching your mouth. You know, that's what I think. I, th- I think that my objection probably centers somewhat in my upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. Is, and let me see if I can put it into words and example and, and see if this makes sense, because this is what I'm concerned about, kind of, that you brought up. It, you know, I, I kind of brought up in this very sanitized version of Christianity, I think you can kind of relate to this too, where um, what it meant to be a Christian was to perform at a certain level, right? Mm-hmm. To have a certain level of piety, which included a very kind of, like uh, controlled speech, right? Um, here's my problem with that: is over and over again, what I what I notice is that the people who can achieve this level of controlled speech and have a very kind of sensitive kind of response to how they speak, I notice that over time, what I've felt like in my Christian upbringing is that they're focused in their Christian life on what not to do versus what to do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And they're both important. Yeah, it, it, but it, it, especially on speech, it feels like 
like it becomes like a test. Like if you cannot say these things and talk in this way, then that's what a Christian should be. But really, it's about the things you're stopping, and not about the new life beginning. Right. That's, you need to also yeah. implement yeah. speaking with grace. Let me give you an example. So yeah. this week, like uh, this is a crazy example, but it's true. Uh, so like, so we have a. Uh, let me think about this. How do I want to wear this? So. <laughs> So I have a so I have a, a situation where I have a single mom, who um, is in in uh, a situation where it's not good. She she's uh, uh, borderline homeless and you know really in trouble, um, and she's got multiple kids. And so part of my work this week was to go around behind the scenes and ask families if they would consider taking in a child for you know, 45, 60 days while we worked out some things for mom so they didn't have to go into the system and they didn't have to open a file and become a foster care student. It is interesting to me that some of the most pious people, I know I can't ask that. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like they have, gr- like they're very pious. They have great language. They're very moral. But if I asked them to do something, like host a child, they'd be like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> does that. Does that make sense? But here's the other thing. I, one of the people that I asked talks like a sailor. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's just like. Was it Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> Are they here? Is the here? <laughs> Are they present? But you know what I'm saying? It's just it, it was just a deal, right? Like, it, it, I find that. Did, did you not find that interesting? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a facade. Yeah, that 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 piety is yep. not real life. Yeah, but I, I don't know if we can. Put that on everybody that's right. who's, who's considered pious to be fit that which you just said that description. Hmm. I don't know if I should say that. It just feels. <laughs> it feel, it, I gotta tell you, just it, let it, loose. It feels like it. I've been doing this for twenty years. It feels like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't doubt what you're saying. Yeah, but there's thousands of churches <laughs> yeah. there besides the ones that we're in currently. That's true. So I mean, that's true. I mean, yeah, that was my experience here at staff. The people that would be considered less righteous are the ones that are willing to do the most and give the most compared mm-hmm. to the people that are the mo- considered the most righteous. So, I mean, I can... The most morally ch- disciplined. Do you right. think that's like a makeup thing? I think it's a piety thing. It's a show thing. No, I don't think... No. I don't think I don't think it's the, un, you know, quote-unquote unrighteous making up or something. I just think it shows the heart condition. You know, I just think it shows... And it's funny that you would say that because why wouldn't you say the same about the other person? Because there's certain thing, there's a, there's a certain standard that's more important to you than it is to the other person. No, I just think it's interesting that the people that are most pious serve the least, and the people that are most broken serve the most. I don't think that's a hundred percent true. I'm, I'm telling you that. Oh, like just according to this this church I'm, here. I'm telling you that in my experience here for the past oh, years, being church, being church. being employed here, that's my experience. Oh, okay. It's not just that's, here. I've been in multiple churches. You think that's true? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been in. Oh, wow church my whole life um my father's a pastor of like five six different churches and you know um what he's saying is totally true you know uh the people who are you know very pious you know like what you said Mm -hmm. if you ask them to do something they'd be like nah yeah i can't do that this weekend sorry uh there's always some excuse you know Mm -hmm. but then there's others you know uh who are maybe Rough around the edges, morally. More yeah, <laughs> I guess you could say that. But they're they're willing to help at a moment's notice, like you know, or or do anything for anyone, um, because it feels. It, I don't know. It's almost like it's more real for them. 
uh, that relationship, you know, mm-hmm. with Christ. And so he I, changed their lives radically, so he wants to help others, or they want to help others radically. Um, yeah, that, that's my, been my experience. I don't know. Is, I don't, it, is I there don't. one that's more important than the other? I, I, I Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you, I'll let you go. Well, I mean, think about it. So if you have a really a pious a person that looks pious, no, no, and no. Looks Hold on. Let me let me rephrase the question. You, which was more like you know we have positive and negative laws in other words. Right. There's some do's and there's some you don'ts. Right. Is there one that's more important to you than the other? I don't know what you're what you're asking me regarding like well, okay. So so I, I, let me let me put it in these words. You tell me if this is what you're saying. I, I hear you saying like, hey. There are people out there who are focusing on their morality on the things they do, meaning the 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 works of the new life, right? Mm-hmm. Forgiveness, hospitality, grace, um, giving, all that kind of stuff. And then there are some that are focusing on the things they're going to stop doing, which is the moral purification part, like their own personal um, response of righteousness, right, as the Spirit's leading that. So he's saying, hey, if you've got a person who's trying to be more moral in their approach to honoring God, is that any less or more important than the person who's trying to be more selfless and give themselves away in their pursuit of God, right? One's negative, one's positive. Is, is anyone more important? Or sh- you know? Yeah, I think. This is just my opinion, but I'm not saying that it's right. But yeah, I think the one that's person that's being more selfless is more Christ-like. And a hush falls over the crowd. <laughs> I think I, I don't know. I I I heard. Um, I don't know. I remember hearing say this, but I remember someone speak on who's the famous preacher that just passed away. Mm-hmm. Not too long ago, he's a. Uh, Billy Graham? No, Billy no, Graham no, no, no. R.C. Sproul? Yeah, guy. Oh, Sproul. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I remember him saying that, you know, Christ, you know, Christ didn't just die for our sins, for our forgiveness, but he also lived for our righteousness. Mm-hmm. So I think when God looks mm-hmm. at us, he sees the righteousness of Christ. I think it is good to be moral. I think it is a good thing. I think it produces good fruit. I'm not, I'm not discouraging that. Mm-hmm. But is one more important than the other? Yeah. Being selfless is more important than being moral. Isn't selfless a part of morality? I mean, taking in a child that's in need versus not cursing is more important. No, you're just putting two specific ones together. That's what we've been talking about, right? That's, that's the example yeah, I mean, that's kind of a setup because I did that as an illustration. But I, I guess the point is, is if, okay, so let's say you got a Christian who is very disciplined in whether that's in their speech or in their church attendance or in their, you know, whatever, you know, the, you know, all that kind of stuff versus which are all exterior kind of like communal expressions of their faith versus someone who is not as refined in those areas, but is actually doing, you know, is actually giving in a deep way, or I don't know, it just feels like, it feels like that's exactly what Jesus is talking about, like with the woman who gives 
at the at the temple, right? That he's like, hey, all of these guys look pious, but it means nothing. Mm-hmm. And this woman actually is is giving, and it means everything, right? It just feels like that a little bit. I think that's I mean, you got to admit that's partly what he's doing in the new in, in some of those New Testament passages. I just I don't want it to um, to be conveyed that I think that you know being moral is is not important or I think that's what we all think you believe, I, which is why I want to clarify. <laughs> but I, I think that, more suspicious. But I think <laughs> I think that there's something to be said about what is what is you know being Christ-like in, in, for real. You know I I know that morality comes with maturity. I think morality doesn't just come with you know, Christian maturity, I just think it comes with maturity in general. You know, I think you just realize that there are consequences to certain behaviors and certain actions. And so you make adjustments as you mature. I think that's normal, right? And I think the same could be said about cursing. I think that there are some, I mean, there are some people who curse a lot when they were teenagers. I hear teenagers speak all the time and I'm like, they're just, you know, they don't know how to use those words. It doesn't even sound right. And then as they get older, they use them less or they use them in certain settings. I think that's just what happens. You mature and you you do become more moral, right? But I think that I, I don't think that that's the message of the gospel. I think those those are just guidances of like, hey, this is how you want to conduct yourselves. But when it comes to being Christ-like, I think it, it matters about about what we were talking about. I think it's all important. That's just my opinion. I don't think that there's one more important than the other. Because, I mean, why would there be so much instruction about it? Like, we get instructed, like, you know, to visit the orphans you know, uh, the fatherless, the widows, and all that. That's in there, of course. We all know that's important, and we should be doing that. But at the same time, there's also instruction about how should we treat each other, how should we speak to each other. You know, so it's all important. And it's and it's not there just one time. It's pretty much all the time in there. You know, if you start looking at how um, we're supposed to really, you know, respect one another, that's why I think it's, it's kind of important that we do take into consideration the hearers. You know, sometimes even if, if I don't mind that thing, is that offensive towards God, but it's offensive towards them, I should respect them. You know, and uh, yeah, I, think, I, and that. I think that's um, part of our mission as well. I agree with that. I, I have agreed with that. I just think that okay. I think being Christ-like goes beyond watching how much profanity you use. Of course. I mean, this is we should talk you about. You started what's, this. What's, 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 you started this. What do you think now? I, I, I mean, I started this. Well, I felt like you started. What, what did he say that started this whole line of discussion about the piety and the? Oh, that just is for certain individuals. Oh, yeah, 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 I would yeah, say yeah. that the some, the somewhat. Well, I was saying somewhat. I would agree with right. on how who you talk to because right. It was the whole liberties thing. Like if you become a little liberal, oh, the liberty, then yeah. you know somebody who's new in the faith could go down a rabbit hole and you know try to figure out what other mm-hmm. liberties they can indulge in or embrace. Or sometimes you can just justify everything. Yeah, if you with your liberties. Right. I think I think the whole moral thing, like. I don't think that right. the whole like trying to like be moral and I and like so like when Anthony was saying and Nelson I'm you know I'm pretty sure yeah like what you said was saying that you know the people who are most pious are the ones do less I think that's part of like the culture of America <laughs> like okay, how, what do you mean well American I think that some I think yeah American Christianity so okay. like I, I I feel like and it could be tied to bad theology where it's like if I am more moral than God then I am I'm doing well in God's eyes. Right. And so I think when you come across people that are like that, that are just like, they're not selfless. They just have this like righteousness feel that could be almost a show. But I, I mean, I can't say that for everybody, but I just feel like at times it could be like 
bad theology so they think that they have to be more moral to be good in God's eyes. Do you th- and I, I think that's and I think that's attached to America. So it's like a lot of American Christianity. So I think there's a, a stat that would say that American Christianity is like what seventy percent of 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 Christians uh, claim to be Christian in America. Yeah. And obviously we would say no, that's a lie. <laughs> because you can see <laughs> that's all the world. A load of crap. Yeah. Right. But but when you look at like Christianities in different parts of the world. Um, especially those who are being persecuted for their faith, um, there is a sense of, I mean, in that I can't say if they're cursing or not because I don't know, but... but uh, They got cursing all over the place. Uh, huh? Huh? <laughs> There's cursing all over the place. No, no, I'm saying I don't know if they're cursing or not, but I'm saying like, like you know, like certain churches, like certain people in churches that are, you know, that for their faith or for, you know, they're endangered. Um, it's a more genuine, moralistic type of... Uh, uh, say feel but but view where it's like yeah they're not trying to make themselves righteous or view them or try to show off like they're being righteous because they can die because just for believing in jesus so it's like i don't know i just think that that's i don't know maybe indicative like so would you agree that that think about back to your upbringing because you kind of came up in like a conservative Uh, Baptist Hispanic movement right Southern Baptist yeah so would you say that was your experience that there was this like expectation of piety for sure for sure it was funny too last night I was talking to my I was talking actually my wife and a a, a friend that we went to the same church and now he goes to a different church and we were saying like yeah you could tell like the like and maybe it's judging too, um, but you could tell the people that were trying to present themselves righteous and moral and like, you know, like they were just like always like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Hey, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing that. And it was like, you know, and it was like, it almost felt like, and then when you became the adult and you had this faith, genuine faith, you were like, you kind of see this difference of like, man, it almost seemed like they were just trying to play a show. And that's could be a bad judgment because I don't know right. entirely. But it feels like that. But it feels like that. Yeah. yeah. I've had that. I've had that feeling a bunch. With, I would say, golly, I I don't want this to sound bad, but I would, (laughs) I would say most of the, um, many many of the Christians that I grew up with, and uh, was around. That the more I look back on it. It's not surprising when I when I have a okay. Let me put it this way: when I have Christians that I grew up with, that I was in church with, or on staff with, or worked with, or did life with, or all that kind of stuff, that are now not participants in a church and are stating that they're either agnostic mm. or they're they're not participating anymore in any local organized faith, right? I'm never surprised. Mm-hmm. Like I look at it and I go, "Yeah, you were putting on a show back then." Yeah. Yeah. I always felt that way. I never felt mm-hmm. like you had an authentic connection to your faith and or to Christ mm-hmm. I always felt like you were pious mm-hmm. that you you wanted to achieve a certain connection within and that was our standard and mm-hmm. so you were trying to do that wow. and you did it for a while and that became burdensome to you and you, you abandoned it yeah right yeah and I so that. I think that's the negative side of the no. of the worry about language right is that you can language is so expressive it's so mm-hmm. outward it's about mm-hmm. the here it's all these things right and so the worry is if you could clean this up, right, and control it publicly, because we're worried that nobody can control it all the time, <laughs> even in your mind, you know, you're thinking words that shouldn't be there. But you know, can control it publicly, that if you do that, there's like this sense of like, oh, that's a person that is a strong believer or mm-hmm. is pious or is moral or is good, mm-hmm. right? 
And I think the worry is that that feels like what Jesus in the New Testament comes to address at some level, is that, hey, it's not about putting on a show. Your show will not impress God. Mm-hmm. Right. Let me ask, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Let me, because we're pretty close, similar. If someone that have you ever viewed someone that is um, that you would consider like they're mature spiritually, and if okay, so they're, that they're mature, and then they they slipped in a curse word. Have you ever? Have you ever like? <laughs> yeah. Have you? Have you ever, slipped in a curse? Word. Like, have you ever encountered that with someone? Yes. Okay, and has your view one been like? Mm, I don't know. Or was it? Oh like, no! Like I questioned uh, their their belief. Yeah. Or you just question their maturity, or you just question like, does it I'm set just, you I'm, off like like it, a red it, flag? It does uh, disappoint me. Okay. And it yeah. does like um, like I don't know. It just kind of like uh, the turn off. Yeah, oh, it God. just turns me off. But it's not like I doubt their faith or something yeah, yeah, because yeah. of that. No, it was, just, it was just a question. Yeah, I was, no. I was curious. About. I doubt it on the other end. That's what I'm saying. Is that when I see someone who can um, present well. But then, when you really look at what what their actually what their actual authentic relationship is with Christ, or they're giving themselves away to the gospel and the mission of the gospel isn't there, I think that's the big worry, right? Mm-hmm. I think the big worry is, if hey, they've fake. got their mouth together, but it's completely under their power, mm-hmm. and it's only in public for a show, and they don't have an authentic relationship with Christ. Because if they were ever asked to give themselves away, the answer is always no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So then that makes you question it. Like, uh, yeah. is, it is it authentic yeah. or is it not? Yeah. Or is it just discipline? Yeah, or is it just personal discipline for the praise of people? Meaning Do you ever wonder the other way around? What if the other person is just doing works? Just yeah. To, just to no, of, absolutely, just to, I have. Just to kind of work their way in. Well, I think that's to some extent. I, I, well, I, I have some <laughs> good examples of that that I wouldn't like to totally out everybody. But I, I do worry about that. I do worry that there are some people who've gone over the top in their work. Right. But I think it's out of fear. Mm-hmm. I think they're like, man, my life was such a mess before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got I to balance the scales a little bit. Yeah, and I, yeah, and yeah, I tell yeah. them all the time, you know this will not balance the scales, right? right? right. Like, no matter what so I, but I worry that deep down that's in part a motivation for them, that they're, that they're trying to earn a little favor. Do mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And there's no earning the favor of God. You know? right. But I do worry about it. You're right. Mm-hmm. That's an absolutely good assessment because I have – I've. I usually, to be very honest with you, I usually say that, oh, this is going to be crazy. Um, But I usually have said that to myself sometimes about giving. So I don't know what people give here at the church. That's Mm -hmm. part of what happens at at our church is that the the pastor doesn't know the individual gift amounts. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have had people, let me give you an example. I had a, this is, this is like 15 years ago, so this person's long, long gone. So this is nobody recent and all that kind of stuff. And you don't know them. I'll although. figure it out. Yeah, but it, it was funny that I was sitting in worship in the back row on like a Sunday morning. And um, someone else was leading worship that day. And this person came up to me. They had missed the offering in the offering plates. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, man, I missed the offering. I just want to give you this. Can you make sure it goes in for me? And at that moment, that the amount of the check alluded me to the truth, which was that they hadn't missed the offering. They wanted to make sure I saw what mm-hmm. the offering was. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I've seen that. Yeah. I've, I've yeah, seen yeah that. absolutely. And, so, and at that moment, I literally, I did turn to that person and said, I want to be very clear with you. 
Mm-hmm. I actually said this. This is not a joke. I'm not saying this for this. I said, yeah. whatever like promise from the scripture that you're going to sow and reap through this, that you, there was any blessing coming your way, it's null and void. <laughs> because your only blessing is me looking at you yeah. and going, this is pretty good. Yeah. And I did. That's I true. said, this is awesome. Wow. But that's it for you. I want you to know that. You know? So. What was their reaction? That's good. That's good. They were like, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, just letting you know. As soon as I saw the number, buddy, it was over. That was as much like <laughs> accol- accolation you're getting, man. You know, But yeah. So, so yes, to answer your question, yes, that's a good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry, there was a part, and I wanted to mention um, in Matthew, where Peter is um, described as cursing and swearing. Yeah. But then immediately it says what he actually says. It says that, okay, he denied him, and then the, the rooster crowed. But they don't ever write what he said. They don't even say what he what he swore about, like who he swore to or what cuss word he used or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So to me, that that that's a very good example of when Jesus was saying, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Mm-hmm. So that and anything after that is evil. So even the words he was using, the lying, the swearing, all that was sinful. All that was evil. And it's it's what it's amazing to me is that even the writer wouldn't dare write what he was saying, yeah. you know, immediately yeah. after that. So, I, like, kind of going back to that word, was was Paul really using the S word? No, I don't think so. Mm. Just to kind of, like, Yeah, but don't you that think in that particular lines. situation that the, the cursing there and the reason that it's so, that it's noted as so bad was that he was swearing mm-hmm. in the name of Jehovah that he didn't know Jesus. And he was cursing. Yeah, but that's the curse, right? That is the curse. To, to invoke the name of God in a profane way. Uh-huh. So you're using God's name in a lie. Yeah, in a lie. Yeah. It's like compounded. So that's what I'm saying. Like even the words you double use. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> double whammy. <laughs> you just got double whammy. Yeah. Uh, okay. I just think there's something in the words too. Just a little bit. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if we've decided what make something profane. I think we're still lost on can, that. Can we, we, can we, can we admit that the, the, the people have a little something to do with it? The hearers? I'm worried no? about it. You don't like that one? It. Well, I, I I tend to drift. I guess I, I guess if you pinned me and said, hey, Mike, give me your opinion on this, I would say logically what makes sense to me is that the meaning drives the discussion. Because it, no, when you say meaning, you don't mean what you're trying to I don't mean the, the words. energy you're trying to convey. I don't mean the words. Like for instance, you know, like, you know, G O D and D O G is the same letters coming together. I, I think the letters are innocent. Innocence. The words are innocent, void of their meaning, meaning that only it, it is the meaning is what makes it a curse, right? And so the the letters and the words coming together, they could. We, we just take letters and assess them with meaning. That's what makes it a curse. So for me, logically, I look at it and go, meaning has to drive the discussion. I don't think it's about the words. I, I respect your understanding of it. I just mm-hmm. respectfully disagree that I think it's more driven towards meaning. Um, but, but I don't think that separates us because right. I still think that all of the typical words that we would label curses mm-hmm. still carry a meaning that is profane. Right. I just think it's driven by meaning. But I do, I do think that opens the door to the way I would see Paul expressing here. I think he is dabbling in, in a profane thing to, to drive home a point, meaning that when a, me, when a word can shape 
meaning, change meaning or be used to mean something greater, I think that's where, you know. Now, I'm not saying that to in any way loosen the the strain on, hey, we should or should not use these words. I, I'm thinking even if you follow that to its nth degree, the worst case scenario is if those words are ever invoked, it better be for a very, very good reason, right? I think that's that would be the end result of that line of thinking, which is, there should be no flippant, should be no coarse joking, should be no, um, you know, arrogant talk use of for the purpose of just using or for, down, you know, speaking down to somebody else. But that's just, I, I think it makes more logical sense to me. That's just my opinion. Would you be able to flip a table in anger and not use a curse word? I don't. I would never flip a table. Anymore. Jesus flipped tables. I'll say Jesus. Oh man, I walked into that. Did you see me walk into that thing? <laughs> like he teed it up. As soon as he said that, I was he like, teed it up, and I walked into that like it was like a wall. Like, but he didn't cuss. What are you talking about? Did he? <laughs> oh I mean, now shit. it's like we don't know <laughs> mystery. You don't know. That's a that's a pretty aggressive that's, that's action. Like a, that's what we he call an argument from silence. Oh, God. Uh, like you said, the the author of the book didn't put in the specific curse words that Peter. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Peter was saying, but it could be the same situation. Like so you said, a, if you invoke two this, arguments from silence, ooh, <laughs> touche. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? It's like there was no specific, specific, you know, nothing specific there said about what Jesus said. But I mean, I can't imagine somebody flipping a table and telling people to get out without there being some strong language being invoked. I think what I, 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 I can't I, agree with that. Well, I think it's yeah, it's a little far fetched. But I, <laughs> but I, what I do think is interesting is this: is the idea of, of like you, you bring up the question of could you flip a table and not use a curse word. I, I think what's interesting is that I know Christians who have, for the most part, at least publicly, vanquished all cursing from their lips. At least the eight words they don't say those words at all. Mm-hmm. But the words of James still ring true. Their tongues are out of control in other ways. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. And so, but we, but we've told ourselves at least we're not using these eight words. So we, we're pious. We're good. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but you're a slanderer, or right. you're a gossip, or you're a, are yeah. you, you know, you talk this, this hate or whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah. it seems like a false pie. It's like yeah. a false piety. You can right? even speak very harsh to to your children without using or your employees or whatever. That's yeah, like, employees. That's another one. That's a good yeah. one. So I don't know. Disrespectful. Yeah. I think it's more, it's all encompassing of. I think it's a lot, man. Wow. It's all those That's why things. I say meaning. It's a lot. But that's so why I say like meaning that. drives it. Because I see, I when think you, meaning is important. Yeah, because when you're on meaning, think about it. That means it's definitely not about the eight words. It's bigger than the eight words. I'm not, I, I actually believe this. I, is, I would just say it includes the meaning. I'm with you. No, I, <laughs> just, I also think it includes the I, words I agree, well. but yeah. what I'm trying to say is I think it's more indicative of the New Testament model, which is the law was a fraction of what was to come, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, like, take whatever example, like, uh, like temple worship and all the temple laws, right? You had all these laws about Sabbath and temple worship and you know all this crazy stuff, dietary laws, everything that was attached to the 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 week and the the structure of of a person's time and how they honored God and prayer and all. I mean, there was tons of stuff, like mm-hmm. tons of laws, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Jesus comes along and he's like, "Yeah, all that's gone because I dwell in you. You don't go to a temple now. Mm-hmm. I'm in you." So, but the the New Testament is, hey, what was 
a practice which was about following rules is now all-encompassing. Or it's like, hey, in the Old Testament we had giving, and it was like, well, there was this gift and this gift and this gift, and, and they're offering entire mm-hmm. and it, it added up to whatever the number was. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the New Testament, he's like, give everything, right? And it's, <laughs> I mean, it's like this whole concept. But that's why I think the meaning thing makes more sense is because it's like, hey, we're trying to go back to this like very strict guidance of, hey, don't don't say these things or these words or this way. And I think he's like, I think the New Testament model is everything you say mm-hmm. is now at play. It's not eight words. It's not just slander. It's not just anger. It's not just gossip. It's everything, yeah, yeah. right? And it should all be sprinkled with the the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And I think that is a completely different thing to talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. I think the, the, the heart of the matter is... Not just the meaning, yeah. you know, the the yeah. what, what you're communicating, how you're you're what, how you're saying it, what you're saying, is it, kind of like what I like the example Anthony gave actually the when when he says you you call him a lion sacker, <laughs> you know if you if you call somebody that yeah. you're not actually calling them poop, you just you're, you're trying to devalue him, yeah. you know. So yeah. what you're actually trying to say with the profane words that is what's making it you know like yeah. whoa what are you doing you so, know what I'm so in other words it comes from the heart yeah from what comes out of it comes out of the heart yeah, yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. so it comes out of the heart and the meaning you the, the meaning yeah. and not just for the me meaning. it's me for that, that's just for me i I, yeah. I understand and respect that we have a slight difference here about the words but mm-hmm. that's why and I'm not saying that to open up a door. I really I think am not. You are. Well, because, because <laughs> I am saying it to kidding, say that I have people in my life who use curse words, but if we really looked at what's coming from their heart, it's not hate or anger or you know all these things. And I think God knows that. That's mm-hmm. my point, right? And I'm not saying that's to take the burden of like they shouldn't use these words off of them. I'm saying I think there's something else going on at the heart of a person's faith other than these very realistic kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Standards. I yeah. think there's something bigger going on that has to do with the integration of you and the Holy Spirit and how that comes out in everything, how it expresses in your thinking, how it expresses in your words, everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know that was big. Why? I mean, I've just, you guys are saying, I agree that uh, in the New Testament, it's a little bit the, the standard is higher because what you're saying is that the Holy Spirit guide what it is that you say mm-hmm. and do, right? So in my mind, in these guys, in these guys' head over here, the conservatives, their their thinking is the Holy Spirit could never lead you to say anything, especially anything that had a curse word in it, what we consider a curse word. In my mind, for the sake of emphasis and for the sake of making a point or being a little more, um, you know, just making a stronger point, depending on the individual, I think the spirit can can lead you to use words that are maybe a little bit more, um, you know, give a little more of a of a push depending on the person that you're talking to. Yeah. Now, now, <laughs> now, <laughs> listen, <laughs> but listen, hold on, stop. Why oh why do you gotta use cuss words to get across to somebody? Even the most profane person because it happened to me knows that it's listen. There was a time. That's why his experience. Don't do not me and There was a time. There was a time where I was gonna make a decision, and Mike was like, in. in in 20 years, you're going to wish that somebody kicked you in the ass and told you to do something different. Mm. And that stood with me, the way that he worded that. You guys are like, no, no, the spirit can't. Yeah, for me, that shook me. I was like. But he was on a donkey at the time. <laughs> <laughs> right? And so you guys are like, no, the, no way. The spirit, the spirit can't use those words. Uh, I disagree. 
I disagree. Depending okay, on let the hero. me. Let we, me. We disagree. I, I think we. I I'm think sure. I'm sure Mike will say he wasn't led by the spirit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Was, I might I have think been. He was pissed All off. right. So let let me let me change gears. One last thing, real quick, because I, I don't know if we can do a whole other episode on this. It's. I think we've been round and round. Yeah. But I do want to ask this one little thing, which I think is. <laughs> this may open up a can of worms, but whatever. Open it. Isn't it funny? Because so even the most conservative among us, I think what. I think we all agree that Mike has the most conservative thought on this. But even the most conservative among us, is it interesting to anybody that will say we shouldn't speak this way or use these terminologies or use these words, but will constantly, everybody at this table, will constantly take an entertainment that does? I think it's hypocritical. Is that hypocritical? You're saying that I do that? No, no. Or are you just saying? I'm saying we, if uh, you've seen a movie in mm-hmm. the last – Five years that's yeah. rated PG or above, mm-hmm. you've taken in profanity. But is it is it is that odd at all to anybody that the typical Christian standard is don't say these words, but enjoy somebody else saying them? Mm. I'm, I'm not. Ouch! No, well, well, Ooh, I, I, I would Calm say down. this. I, I would say this. Listen. Thinking here. Silence! I must be winning the argument. <laughs> I can't think. Not a lot of things. You got to have a quick response. Uh, what, do you, what do you think? I mean, what do you think, Frank? No, but go ahead. You were saying something. I don't want to lose your train. Well, no, I'm not looking for profanity to be entertained by it. Right. It just so happens that it's our in entertainment the- is filled with that junk. Right. Now, there's there's certain there's certain limitations I have. Like, if you if right out the gate, you drop an F-bombs, I'm taking it off. Right. Honestly, I mean, I've, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Okay. You know, so I take it off. You but, have a pretty high standard threshold for that kind of stuff. Right, right. Whether it's my kids are there or not, I've, I personally don't feel comfortable with it. Okay. So I don't watch them. Okay. You know? And I'm fine with that. I don't have to watch stuff with profanity. I don't have to use profanity. I'm cool with that. Right. I don't see no desire for that or no necessity for that. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I, I, well, I understand your position. I'm just saying I would think – don't you think generally, though, the position of most people – not just at this table, that I would say the predominant amount of Christians is that just the, it's not that, right? It's like, hey, we should have a certain set of standard, but I'll listen to whatever. I'll enjoy whatever. I, I'm just going to admit that right up front. I, 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 I'm not saying I overdo it. I, tr- I try to be discerning in what I take into my mind, but I would say that I listen to a lot of entertainment whether that's in podcast form or whether that's in radio form or whether that's in movies or TV shows that has profanity in it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't go out and, I mean, it's like Bueno's point too, like, if they if it's like a movie and they say one cursor, I'm like, okay, this is done. I'm not listening to it. <laughs> you know, but I'm not. Ex- I don't know what's. Ex- I don't know what's expected. Right. You know, on certain right. things. Now, th- there's been music that that's like this is ridiculous. In the last three seconds, there's been like so yeah. many. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's good to take in when it's just so much of it. Uh, but it's hard to determine what entertainment will have things that it's like. Okay, this is like cursing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so it's not. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not saying that I would purposely turn something off if it has one or two, but I th- but I think it does have definitely has its limits. Like I don't want to just hear nothing but cursing come out of your mouth. I think I'm just trying to get to the point where if I'm only relegated to watching shows with Kirk Cameron in it, I'm out. That's <laughs> 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 oh, you used to do it. Yeah, I, I, I just can't do it. I, I, I no, mean, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. but there's other entertainment that's just that that doesn't resolve Kirk Cameron. It's, just, it's gonna be clean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know, but, but yeah, I, mean, I, I tend not saying. to enjoy it. Okay. 
I'm the same way. Yeah. Shame on you. No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> Get them, boy. I mean, like, you know, uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying like, like I said, hey. like I said, it's. Because it's there's, corny. There's certain, there's certain things oh. that are funny, like, especially with me, that I don't you really curse that much. But when there's a curse word, it's like, okay, it's funny. That's hilarious. So I can understand that point of right. entertaining. But it's like. Or if it's a show, if it's like a real like life a, show. Or if it's like a stand-up comedy. Like, there, there's certain co- comedians that I'm like, I know what's I know exactly how this is going to yeah, go. Right. And so I would be discerned on, on those certain things. Um, I'm actually weird on that. On the. Comedy thing. I have no problem being discerning. Like, I have no interest in listening to, like really just vulgar comedy yeah. it's not not my thing yeah. I, if it's your thing fine whatever i don't really care but it's not my thing yeah. so and i think comedy sometimes is more interesting and better if it's if it can be done clean and it make me laugh just as hard and, and yeah. there are comics out there who do it like i think yeah. jim gaffigan's one of the funniest people on the planet mm-hmm. and i've never I, I think i've ever heard him curse but He's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. What's his name? Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. You need Check to listen to it. Oh my God, it's, it's clean. Great. You'll love it. You'll love it. <laughs> I mean, it will it will make your day, bro. It's yeah? so funny. He's uh-huh. all it's all about food mostly, but <laughs> he's just so funny. But I just think yeah. I, I'm super discerning of that. But I'm really into like a lot of like shows. Like I I, I, I I'm voracious watcher of like new media and shows, right? Mm-hmm. And so. I guarantee if there's a show here that you've seen, I've probably seen it, you know, and, and a lot of that has profanity in it. My wife is very discerning. She'll be like, turn this crap off. <laughs> and I'll be like, so you said crap. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're just as equivalent. <laughs> yeah. But I just want to ask to see what your th- what your thoughts were on that. How about you? Like in your house, what's what's okay and what's not okay? My house? Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, you know, my wife doesn't like me cussing, but... You know, when it comes to entertainment, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything like, goes. Not anything goes, but, you know, and there's times where we've both been watching something. And we're just like, this is too much. Like, yeah. way too much cussing and stuff like that. And, I, and I, most of the time, you know, I'm the one that brings it up. I'm just like, you don't want to watch this anymore, do you? And she's like, no, it's too much cussing. I'm like, yeah, let's turn it off. Okay. So it's just, I don't know, it's like a. There's a limit. Yeah, it's like a discernment thing. Like, I don't, there's some times where I'm just like, ah, it's just normal people. That's how they talk. It doesn't mm-hmm. bother me too much. Like, I'm not shocked by what the world produces or does because it's the world. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's what yeah. they do. And so, you know, when I watch it or, you know, take it in for entertainment, I try not to take it to heart, you know. Got it. But my music, though, I'm very strict on that for me. I, I, if there's cussing and stuff in my music, I, uh-huh. I get it out immediately. Because uh, that was that was my thing when I was a kid with music, mm. and so mm. you know any kind of music that has cussing in it, I just I've given up it. on music completely. <laughs> I listen to like <laughs> instrumentals and stuff. Like, hey, that's how that's how I. I'm so oh, sick mean, like, of the new hip hop. I can't stand. I listen to like make me want to cuss. Can have a podcast with that. I listen like jazz and stuff like that. Like I just consi- I'm just uh, done with like yeah with music in that sense of yeah words. It's yeah. bad. I have two playlists on my Apple Music that are free of curse words. I think using curse words in just it, two. What is there like a couple hundred of them? Oh, I have one. That, <laughs> I have I have one that has a lot of curse words. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I just think that using uh, curse words in comedy, excessive curse words in comedy, and excessive curse words in music is tasteless. I think it's it lacks talent. Yeah. So it's that. not a conviction thing for me. It's just you know artistically, I don't think that there's much talent there. So I just disregard it. Mm. So they're doing it just for the shock value. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that's where it turns me off. Yeah, it's a turn off. Know? It's not mm-hmm. like, oh my God, you're cursing. I, I obviously, I, I don't have a problem with curse words, but I do have a problem when it's in excess and there's no value to it. Mm. 
What about you, Mike? So you don't have any issue with the excessive of prof- the excessive profanity? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, my threshold is higher than my wife's. Wow. Like my wife will be like, "Turn this off," before yeah? I will. Hmm. Um, but it's weird. Like certain things. Like I would never listen to music with it in there because I just think mm-hmm. that's like weird. I don't listen to any music to begin with. Yeah. Like, but I don't listen to like. I would never listen to hip hop that's just constant <laughs> vulgarity. I just wouldn't. I, I, but I, I wouldn't listen to it. It was just about like the subject matter too. Is always like weird to me. I'm like, God, how many songs can we do about banging? <laughs> like, that's my other playlist. You know. <laughs> oh, but, man. but and I and I don't like it in comedy. And and I've you know I tend to view a lot of comedy. But um, but as for like real life shows, do you know what I'm saying? Like reality shows, you mean? Um, yeah. It, well, oh. I don't. I, like sitcoms? reality like shows. shows like yeah, TV shows, but crime t- shows. Yeah, but oh, like okay. so, like if it's true crime stuff, like a lot of podcasts are true crime. Mm. A lot of it's like interviews, you know, with people that they're. You know, a, a lot of what I'm listening to is they're interviewing a person that's they think is committing a crime. There's a lot of mm. crazy cursing and stuff in it. But I, for some reason, I don't mind that. I don't. So I'm weird. always like, this is so interesting. Are they gonna get him? <laughs> you know, I don't know. But. So you messed up my whole thing, man. You. Because yeah. I was going to say, I was like, don't since we all have that limitation to a certain extent, yeah. is that something that comes from us for believers that, you know. Yeah, oh, I ruined it for you. Yeah, you I'm did. Sorry. You really did. Sorry. Man, sorry. Man. <laughs> I was going to say, some Holy Spirit <laughs> might be guiding us a little bit. I, I don't know. I, I think from a distance, I view it from a distance. I don't, I try not to partake in it, but whatever. I just thought something was going on in there. All right. Okay. You're empty inside. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. You are not I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. All right, guys. Well, I think that's as far as we can take it for uh, this round tonight. Uh, maybe we'll come back to this at a later date. Maybe it'd be interesting to bring some girls in on this and have them, like the wives, bring the wives, in. Yeah. Bring the wives in one time and have them discuss it and see. I don't know what if I want my wife telling on me about this stuff. So. Oh, yeah. Bring our wives. <laughs> bring our wives. That would be great. Oh, <laughs> Give the flip side. So good. Uh, yeah, especially if Raina comes. So that'd be great. <laughs> Raina's the Nelson. <laughs> oh, man. All right. That is not a compliment. <laughs> We're out. We'll see you guys soon. Love right. you. Made it. See you. Peace. Right. That's it.